0: When I get referrals from YouTube, there's very little selling that has to go on. They're already convinced I'm I'm the person that needs to work on their project right there. It's like, no, no, no. I know who you are. I know what you're about. I'm ready. Like, how much is this going to cost me? But then when can we get started? Like, it's really that fast. And those leads that come in are fire hot, like no one's calling you. Um, who's been watching you on YouTube or listening to your podcast, who isn't serious about hiring you and doesn't already believe that you're the solution to their problems.
1: The cobbler's kid has no shoes. The plumber's tap is always leaking. Whatever the saying you prefer, the fact is that for so many creatives, marketers or video producers, it can be our own content that needs the most work. And when it comes to YouTube as a video producer, Should we be working to grow our own YouTube channel? And if so, what should we be publishing in order to actually grow our business? Well, that's the conversation that we're having today with the owner of a successful video production company who has also built her own YouTube channel to over 110,000 subscribers. And as a result, business is booming. Let's go. The world of video marketing for business is changing, and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's episode 227 today, and we're rounding out 2021. And if you've been listening to the podcast throughout this year, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a fun year with some awesome guests, and stay tuned because over the end of year, the new year kind of period, we're going to be doing some replay best of episodes as I bring back three of the best, uh, what I believe to be the best interviews that we've had on the show this year. Well, some of the best, it's hard to choose, right? But I'd love to hear from you. If you've been listening throughout 2021, what's been your favorite interview? Let me know, reach out on social media at engage underscore Ben or email podcast at engagevideomarketing.com. But for now, let's get into today's episode. You see, I've had this conversation many times now with video strategists and business owners that I've coached, and My question to them is often, what video marketing are you doing for your own business? And their answer usually is very little. Maybe a show reel shared here and there, perhaps publishing some client work, or maybe even the occasional gear review video on a languishing YouTube channel. So why is it that we, as video producers, as video marketers, have valuable expertise in video creation and marketing, which many business owners would long for. And yet we throw up so many blocks or excuses for doing our own video marketing to grow our businesses. Well, I reckon this has got to stop. And my guest today is definitely taking action on this front. And I know you'll get a lot of inspiration from her story and her insight in today's episode, regardless of how far along you are in your own video marketing journey. When Jen Jager started Plum Productions Video, she had a vision, a woman-owned business where projects began with a collaborative spirit between creatives and clients. And over the past decade, Plum Productions has grown into one of South Florida's busiest production houses, with clients ranging from Sachs, Fifth Avenue, Newell Brands, which are makers of Oster, Mr. Coffee, Sunbeam, and others, and the University of Michigan. In 2018, Jen started her own YouTube channel where she gives tips on video marketing strategies. And since then, her audience has swelled to over 110,000 subscribers from every corner of the world. It's been quite a journey. In fact, in March of this year, 2021, she also launched a new YouTube channel called Jen Jager Pro Tutorials, which is solely focused on helping editors sharpen their Final Cut Pro and Apple Motion skills. So my friends, is 2022 the year that you start a YouTube channel for your video business? I'd love to know. But for now, let's jump in to my interview with Jen Jager and learn more about her story. Jen, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Well, thanks for joining me. Um, I was saying before we hit record here that I actually came across you on YouTube. You're a suggested video to me and some of the things that you were doing on YouTube and the fact that you're running your own video production company immediately jumped out to me and I thought I should get her on the show for a chat. So here we are. For those people that haven't come across Jen Jager before, um, can you maybe give us a little bit of an introduction to who you are and what you do?
0: Sure. So I am located in the United States in South Florida. I own a very busy video production company. We cater to corporations and we do all sorts of corporate things. Not People always call us for weddings and stuff like that. We don't do that. I also have two YouTube channels. One is geared toward um, kind of like the prosumer creator. I review a lot of products that maybe, um, like the Canva level products, I would say. So things that are like kind of some semi-professionals are using. Um, I review a lot of softwares like that. I give video marketing tips and some video production tips if people want to try to create their own videos. And then I have a second channel that is more geared toward actual professional, um, Apple suite product users. So I do tutorials on final cut and apple motion. That channel is a lot newer, but it's growing.
1: Awesome. So you're a final cut pro apple motion user.
0: I am. I yeah, am. Awesome. Yeah. I
1: was having this argument with one of my editors today who's still a diehard Premiere uh, Encore, um, sorry, After Effects user, but I, I love Apple Motion. and. You do? I
0: feel like it is yeah. the most underrated software and it makes me crazy. It's $50 one time. And when I tell you over the years that I've had it, the amount of money I've actually made with that, not paying a monthly subscription fee is wild. And I just think it's so underrated. And I, I'm very passionate about getting the word out about Apple motion. So I would love to hear (laughs) that you're into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. We're on the same page there, but let's not get into that argument metaphorically with our listeners, because I know that there are people who are on the other side of the fence here as well. So let's talk about your your own journey. So how, how long have you been running a production company for, Jen?
0: It's been um, 13 years, I think. I can't even believe it when I say that. It's Too been 13 years. It's, it's, you know, once you pass the 10-year mark, it all seems, you know, you don't want to admit to anybody how long you've been doing it. But before that, my my background was in broadcasting. Um, so I kind of made the switch to the dark side from going from, like, news and journalism to straight-up video production.
1: And at what stage in that journey did you decide to start your own YouTube channel? And what was the reason for starting that? Did you, was that to market your video production company or did you want yeah. to be a YouTuber in inverted yeah. commas?
0: I thought it was, so at the time i we still do this. We do a lot of networking locally is how we get a lot of jobs and referrals. Um, but I thought that why don't I start this YouTube channel and I'll talk about video marketing. And then when I meet someone and it has like, let's say a link to my YouTube channel on the business card or a QR code that links to the YouTube channel, they'll see me and they'll see that I'm an expert. And then when they need video, they'll think of me. Like literally that was probably not the best plan, but that was my plan at the time. And I just, you know, kept plugging away at it and you might feel this way too with YouTube, you kind of get addicted to the analytics and it's very rewarding when you see things like, you know, a video has a little view spike and stuff. And I just kept plugging away at it. And then it became this totally other thing where I'm, you know, getting hired by people all over the world and it's like really grown and it's it's become its own business, but it's also feeding the original business. It's really been pretty remarkable.
1: And what's been the time frame of that YouTube journey for you?
0: I would say it's been about three and a half years, maybe going on four years. Um, Sorry, my dog's in the background. I apologize. Um, (laughs) It's okay. So yeah, it's been about four years. It was a very slow start. And then uh, about, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, it really started to tick up and then it really hit like a really great
1: growth curve. Awesome. And was there a point that things kind of took off for you? And do you know what that point was? Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I can like pinpoint exactly because I've actually really dug way into these analytics, but basically I made a video about how to post a YouTube video. It was a very like just nuts and bolts kind of video. And that video ended up getting suggested by an actual official YouTube video. And that video, you know, I posted it like in January, let's say, and it did nothing. When I want to tell you, it was like flatline for so long. And then all of a sudden in like December of that same year, it just, I don't know, it just started growing. And then when the pandemic hit and people were locked in, everybody wanted to be on YouTube. So what video answered the question? How do you, how do you post a YouTube video? It was that one video. It has, I think a million and a half views. And it's still like a huge driver, you know, of new subscribers on my channel. Um, it's just yeah, very Awesome. Yeah. They're
1: very lucky. And now over, I think around 113,000 subscribers on that main channel. Yes. Can you maybe give us an idea of what that has meant for your business? You know, I assume there's some, some AdSense revenue coming in, but I I assume that's also not the main, the main driver of the value of your YouTube channel.
0: You know, on that YouTube channel, I, because of the content I create and Ben, you might experience this as well, that the CPM, the metric of how, you know, basically one of the revenue metrics on on YouTube is like way higher than average. And that's just very lucky. I had no idea. It's so funny when you like go to get monetized, you've been doing all this work and it's so much work to get monetized. And then you're still not sure what your, what your revenue is going to be until you've, see it the first day and see what it's going to be. In my first day, I was looking at this number thinking that seems a little bit higher than what I was expecting based on what I've been hearing from other people. So it has become like a really great revenue stream, but, but more so we've expanded. It, It gives me so much like clout, let's say, you know, in the world when I'm trying to tell people you should be on YouTube and I can create the content for you. And, and, um, We've got a couple of really big clients that we're now managing YouTube content for, and that wouldn't have happened if they didn't see me doing it myself, right? Like I'm the best, the best salesperson for my own service because I'm the best client of it. So, right. so for that reason, it's been, you know, really great for my channel. So if I take in like the passive revenue I'm making, which is amazing, you wake up in the morning, you've made money. Like, you know, that's that's a great business model. But then also like the the you know interest it's driven in my nine to five business, it's just really like a symbiotic relationship and it's just totally unexpected. I never thought that would happen.
1: Awesome. Can you give us a sense and, you know, absolutely fine to, to say no to this question, but you know, it's a ballpark sense of what sort of revenue comes in through YouTube alone?
0: Uh, Yeah, sure. So in January of this year, so my, I would say my revenue has definitely shrunk in the past few months. Um, In January of this year, I made, um, f- I'll tell you right now, I made 5,000 just in ad revenue, but in addition to, um, in addition to just the ad revenue, I do some affiliate marketing. I have some courses at my website that I sell. So, so it's like even more, more than that. Um, yeah. but yeah, but that's posting one video a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What would you say to, to other people in, in business, particularly let's just hone in on video business owners or creative business owners who are used to kind of doing this sort of stuff for their clients Uh and maybe they thought about doing it for themselves or starting a YouTube channel and their mind probably tends to go to, oh, I can just, you know, use it as a portfolio of my work to kind of, you know, upload some of the work that I've done and use that to embed videos on my website and so on. And that's about as far as they go. What would you say to those business owners who were using YouTube in that way?
0: I would say, I would say, I mean, it's always like the cobbler has no shoes, right? That old saying, yeah. like you never work if you are a web developer, you, your website probably doesn't look as great as the ones you're making today for your clients. Cause you made it five years ago when you weren't as skilled. It's, I guess what I would say is to be open-minded about where, these things can take you. It is, I'm like a big proponent of personal branding. And like Ben, I notice you do this too on your own YouTube thumbnails. Like you show your face because you're Ben Amos and you want people to know who you are. And and to me, we're so used to, and I was always behind the camera. I never, ever, ever did in front of camera work ever. But I just think that putting yourself out there and, and being like an actual face and a recognizable name will open so many doors for you that you didn't know were possible. Like I, like a couple weeks ago spoke at this big final cut summit for professionals. And, and that was like my first paid speaking gig, you know what I mean? And then I'm, you know, getting invited, you know, to talk to you and, and like all these other things that I just never thought were possibilities have really just opened all these doors to me. So for me, I would say, even if you don't know what, what you can't see the whole staircase, right? You can just take the next step. And you don't know where it's going to lead you, but I believe you can't put so much energy into something without getting something out of it. So you just have to have faith and just keep going forward. And then all these other things will materialize. Even if it's not what you look like, like I already said, you know, my YouTube goal at the beginning is totally different than what's happening now. Just three and a half years later, it's completely a different thing.
1: How would you recommend that people think about what to create videos about? On their channel when the when the purpose is to actually drive business for for their business you know um you know i know that you uh have some tutorials about video marketing or some some tip type videos I, I you don't do those kind of typical kind of gear or camera reviews that are so many video producers probably think that they should be doing yeah um so how do how do you make that decision
0: You know, okay, I'm just going to spill all my secret sauce. I, and this is actually the one thing that was true in my, when I started YouTube, I thought I'm going to give people tips on how to do it themselves with their phone or with like whatever little equipment they have on a low budget. And some of these people are going to make these videos and they're going to feel very satisfied with those videos for their business. But those are not my clients, right? These are not people that are going to hire me, like the, you know, the I don't know what kind of profession, like someone like an insurance agent who works for themselves out of their home office. Like, like they're not going to hire me to create videos for them, probably. Um, but then there's going to be like a higher tier of clientele who is going to try to do this, or they're going to give it to their intern because they think, oh, this intern's they're in college and they know all about social media and they're going to make these videos, and they're not going to be satisfied with the result and they're going to remember me because they watch some videos they thought they could do it or they realize how time consuming it is and then they're just like i'm just going to call you to throw some money at this problem to solve this problem for me and so the products that i talk about on my channel are like let's say like a review of like a whiteboard animation software that does this one thing someone wants a whiteboard animation with a hand drawing in on the whiteboard and they realize they watch me do it and that's the most common one that has turned into real business for me is that one whiteboard video. It's very popular. They try to do it and they're just like, this is so time consuming. I don't want to do this. And they pick up the phone and they could be in South Africa. They could be in the Netherlands and they call me and I don't need to go shoot anything. And they ask us if we can do something like that for them. And we do that plus some, and it turns into something bigger. So I wouldn't think about, if you're trying to create content, think about something that some people will be able to get value out of right because you always want to add value and not every viewer is going to be a customer but like make something that there is going to be a level of person who is going to turn into a client who you're going to teach them so much but then they can't they can't take it to the next step you
1: know yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's so good you know what it comes down to i believe is like any good marketing is really understanding who your audience is you know that's Mm -hmm. where any marketing decisions should start. And if your YouTube channel is marketing for your business, which effectively it is, um, you need to understand who you're creating this content for and what you want them to to know or understand or to learn about that's going to move them a step closer towards doing business with you. right? Right. So uh, what I love about what you said there is that you're looking for that kind of entry point into that ideal customer for you that's going to get their attention that will then prime them to want to do business with you.
0: Exactly. And then the other thing is too, is like, and when I talk about the personal branding that I know you do such a good job as, as well is it's you're putting your face on it because you're creating inherent trust with that person. I mean, people call me up and they feel like they know me, you know, and they're excited to talk to me because they've been watching me for three months on YouTube. So that's the connection you need to make. Like, like you, you know, like on my new channel where I do the pro- promo- professional tutorials and stuff like that, the other channels that do that kind of content in their thumbnails, they're just showing like the effect that they're making. I don't even know, like, I can't even remember what half these guys look like, But they all know what I look like because I always put my face on the thumbnail because to me, it's not a it's not a technician play. You know, it's not a technology content I'm putting out. It's it's the personal connection and that they remember me and that I'm more memorable. And so, you know, I say if you're in a business, don't be afraid to to be that person. Even if you have people working underneath you, like take, take the lead and, and really make those connections and those connections can be made online. You know, you don't just have to go to networking events and pass out your business card, which is a great way to get business, but it's not the only way.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, right. People buy from people. And if, if your content and and the, the basis of your content is on purely the information that you're sharing with someone, like a software tutorial, where it's simply your voice and a screen recording of showing how to achieve something in a piece of software, then people will get value from that, mm-hmm. but they don't know who they got the value from. They don't build that connection with that person. So right. you know that's not going to add value to you. The only thing you can kind of hope on there is that you're going to get to such a point where you're getting enough views and enough AdSense revenue to make that worthwhile. But what you're talking about here, Jen, is what I love. It's kind of the journey I'm on as well Is the idea that by putting yourself and building that personal brand off your channel, it leads to so many more opportunities than just potential AdSense revenue.
0: That's the thing. And the other thing that I think is, like you, cause you really do have to build trust with your audience in order for them to ever turn around and call you is like, maybe ex- like it, ex- it doesn't hurt to say, you know, for instance, for me, I'll say, listen, I like this product. If you want to help support my channel, I have an affiliate link below. When you click it, you know, I get a, a share of the sales at no additional cost to you. It just helps me out. So I can keep making these videos. When you say stuff like that, people, I think They appreciate the transparency and they're like, okay, because otherwise I'm like curious, like, why is this person giving me this free information? This can't be everything I need to know. Like, this seems like a setup. Like, I feel like just as open as you can be just builds that trust with people. And when when I get referrals from YouTube um, and they pick up the phone, there's very little selling that has to go on. They're already convinced I'm I'm the person that needs to work on their project right there. I've already sold them on YouTube. It's not like, you know, I have a video project I need. My boss says I need to find a video production company. They says I they say I need, you know, five estimates and we're going to go through them all. And it's going to take six months for us to close this deal. It's like, no, no, no. I know who you are. I know what you're about. I'm ready. Like, like how much is this going to cost me? But then when can we get started? Like, it's really that fast. And those leads that come in are fire hot, like red hot, red hot, red hot. It's no one's calling you. Um, who's been watching you on YouTube or listening to your podcast, who isn't serious about hiring you and doesn't already believe that you're the solution to their problems. So it's great for business. Yeah.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I want to ask you particularly, you know, with your video production company owner hat on, I think that there's a real um, block that a lot of video producers put up when they're thinking about their own YouTube channel. Cause as we know, consistency and regular content is the key to kind of growth on youtube but as video producers who are running a company doing client work that can be one of the hardest things right because i think often we also want our content to be perfect we want it to be shot beautifully we want to make sure that we get all the lights out that we you know have a beautiful set that we you know have got it all perfect and then it's edited beautifully But that's very time consuming, as we know, you know, we do that for our clients.
0: I agree. And that is kind of a hard thing because you feel like you feel like if I'm trying to make a video a week, right? I'm so busy. I'm making 100 videos a week for other people. And I want to do it for myself. And who has the energy to make this like big, beautiful thing that I would do for a client? And that is definitely like a mental hump to get over. and, And I would say it doesn't really matter. First of all. I'm disappointed to say I would, I think a, not every, not most clients, but many, many people looking for video services have a very hard time differentiating, you know, between different levels of quality on video. They know like, you know, you know, it's always like, oh, my nephew made this fantastic video. Isn't it amazing? You're looking at it like, oh, not really, but you know, you're never going to say that. So to me, I think that we're harder on ourselves in terms of like the way our content looks And I also think it doesn't really matter if you're adding value and giving information to people and you're transparent about why you're doing it, but you're still giving like your hundred percent information, all that production quality stuff is, is so unimportant. What's important is the quality of the sound because no one wants to listen to bad audio and then it looks decent. And that what you're saying is connecting and making sense to this person and adding something to them. So I say just, that is a, it's a fair hangup, but I think it can be overcome and it's worth overcoming. Yeah. Because you not like, if you're not having fun. It's, it's a lot of work to do YouTube or any other type of content creation on the regular and to have it be impactful. It's a lot of work. So if you're making it miserable for yourself by feeling like you have to set up like a, you know, a movie studio in your office, every time, you're never going to want to do it. You're never going to want to yeah. do it.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And just to add to that as well, like, I do recommend uh, just making it easy for you as well. So, you know, so many of most of my YouTube videos, for example, are shot right here at the desk mm-hmm. with this DSLR webcam, which is an old camera that I don't even take off this tripod, which is behind my desk here. Um, for client work, we have other gear for that, but that, but it does the trick, right? I flick the lights on behind me
0: yes. and
1: I'm ready to go. And yes. that's fine. Can I do better? <laughs> yeah. But is it, is it enough? hundred percent.
0: Definitely. You can get those like, um, if you have like a drop ceiling in your office, like a lot of offices have like a drop ceiling, those little rigs where you can, you, they hook to like the wireframe of the, I don't even, I don't know the technical words, but of the drop ceiling and you can hang lights up. So it's not like you have light stands out. You can just hang lights from the ceiling, flip them on when it's time to roll, flip them off when you're done. And it just it makes it so much easier and it doesn't have to be perfect. The content has to be good. That's the important thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, Definitely. So the other question that, you know, I'm sure you've heard asked a lot of, in a lot of ways, but most people are thinking that it might be even too late to get started on YouTube. So what do you say to those people who are thinking that, you know, I can't, I can't start now. Everyone else has already got hundreds of thousands of subscribers.
0: No, and that is 100% a, a concern. But I think, in terms of professional content, I think YouTube is the most underutilized platform for businesses and professional content. Um, you know, it, there's, I can name very few businesses in my world that I can think of that have a YouTube channel that they consist post, they post consistently on and it's content marketing and not like the brand video they have on their website that they're just hosting on YouTube. It's like, there's such an opportunity. It is not too late. You are bonkers if you're not doing it in my opinion because what's unique about YouTube is that it's content you post today that serves you for years and years because YouTube is a search engine. It's not Facebook where the content's just getting pushed down the newsfeed or Instagram or LinkedIn. It is the only platform where you can create content and people are actively searching for that specific content every single hour of every single day. And it doesn't matter how long ago you made that content, it could still bring you business a year from now or five years from now. So to me, it's, nuts not to be on YouTube as a business owner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I just want to add to that and I guess call back as well to something that you said at the start of your journey was that you were originally creating this content for the people that you wanted to do work with. You know, you wanted to If someone was to say, go to your YouTube channel off your business card, then they would be able to know you and like you and trust you and see that you have expertise in this area. So if that's the intention, even at the very start, then it doesn't matter how many thousands of other people are creating content about the same stuff on YouTube because those people aren't you and it's you who you're trying to uh, build, you know, or share about for your ideal clients, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and it's so, the thing about YouTube is it's so personal. You like, you have your own face and your own voice. And some people might be turned off by that face and that voice, but some people will really like that face and that voice. So even if you're saying the same thing as someone else, you might, you might reach a different person than your comp, your competition might, right? Because it's, it's a lot about the delivery, the editing style, like there's so much more to it. And it is so much more personal that, that, if if there's people being successful on YouTube, doing what you're doing, all they've done is proving your concept that yeah, there's an appetite for this, but you're gonna bring your own thing to it. So don't worry about that. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. And you know, 100,000 views of, or 100,000 subscribers or whatever might not be necessarily the goal. Like it might only be the one view of the ideal client Mm -hmm. who connects in some way with you. And then they lead to a hundred thousand dollars in business you and it's as simple as that
0: and that that's the thing the subscriber count you know it's not entirely a vanity metric because you can leverage it into getting those big clients um but at the end of the day it's really dollars brought in and as much money as i've made on youtube and the affiliate marketing and the courses the the production company is where the real money is at this point anyway and um a lot of those really huge clients I've gotten have been from YouTube. So you don't have to make money on YouTube, you know, or you don't have to have a significant number of subscribers to make money right away. You don't have to wait to get 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers. You can make money with a hundred subscribers or fewer. Cause it really just takes that one. It really, that yeah. is the truest thing.
1: Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your journey on, on YouTube and inspiring our listeners to start, and get started with with a plan in place of course i want to transition now though to talk about you as a video production company owner because you talked about how you help businesses grow with youtube as well so let's just talk about based on your experience growing your own channel like how do you help businesses that you're working with decide for first of all if youtube is even the right place for them to be like do you have that conversation with the businesses you work with
0: yeah I mean I would say anything where anyone can if you're in a service industry where you can give people advice and create value in that way I do think YouTube's a great platform um, I really to me I anytime we app- start working with a client or talking to a client about YouTube, we are very clear about what the commitment needs to be because you said before, it's consistency, you know, it's content and we help them create the content ideas and we do the research that we need to do ahead of time to make sure any piece of content we're putting out there is right. They need to understand that they're going to have to give away some sort of knowledge um, for free on YouTube in order to get what they're looking for in return. And those are pretty much the prerequisites for it. But I always walk into it with a very, like, I'm very clear. I can't promise you, you know, a certain number of subscribers by a certain time. I can't promise you um, that every viewer is going to pick up the phone and call you. But if you follow the the prescribed steps of of looking, you know, at the data and what the data is telling us about what people want to know about within your industry, and you can create that that content with us, then, then that's the formula for success. Um, you know, not every, not every business is going to be a good fit for that. A lot of times they have monetary constraints or time constraints. Um, it's not, it's not good if you don't have anyone that's willing to be on camera in the face of it or a few people anyway. Um, and it, you have to be in it for the long haul is another, is another kind of, criteria. So we don't work with everyone who says they want to be on YouTube, because I think people don't understand how much commitment and work it does take. Um, So it's really been mostly bigger, bigger organizations who have been seeking out that type of, you know, content that we create on the regular for them.
1: Yeah. In my experience, the interesting thing is with when you do get to that bigger business that is looking to establish a YouTube presence or grow a YouTube presence, It can throw up its own challenges, right, particularly because they want to potentially throw some budget at a marketing activity and it's decided that YouTube is where they want to focus that attention, whether you've guided them to make that decision or not. But then a lot of what we've just talked about around the power of personal branding, around consistency, around just putting value out into the world and allowing it to come back over time, is difficult when you're working in a larger organization that's looking for a clear ROI, right? Or they don't have that clear personal brand and they're trying to have multiple people, the face of that channel. So how do you help them navigate that landscape?
0: I mean, I think, you know, we've been lucky in that the first YouTube channel that we took on was, um, it's called the humidor.com. They're an online website where they sell cigars and they had an advertising challenge where, uh, they, because of the regulatory laws in the United States regarding tobacco products, they were a little bit limited in where they're how they could advertise. Um, and so they were looking for creative ways to kind of get the word out about their website. And I, their CMO is someone that I had worked with 20 years ago and who, I wasn't really in contact with her connected on LinkedIn and he saw me growing on YouTube and he thought maybe YouTube is the way that we can market this website and he, their e-commerce site. And he um, reached out to me and it was great because their expectations were, were really reasonable. They It was lucky for us because they didn't they couldn't just do any advertising they had to be really strategic you know in terms of the laws here and they've had insane success on youtube because we've really just like given basic level content um really searchable content and and they saw such an immediate roi they also have um a very large where i live it's a very large alcohol retail chain And that's their prime, their core business of that whole organization. And now they've shifted all of their marketing to YouTube because of what we did for them on the cigar side. So now we're doing the alcohol side as well. So so I think if you can, it's it's kind of an uphill battle to get people to understand what you can do on YouTube and how you can really grow a following. And especially if you have an e-commerce site where you can direct people all over the world, you know, to this site and they can be your customer that way it is so rewarding for them. Um, and exciting for them to see, to see the growth, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm interested to hear from your perspective, Jen, you know, we talked about the value of having your own YouTube channel with a certain level of traction in, uh, I don't know, proving that you kind of know your stuff, you know, so having clients say yes to working with you or seeking you out to work with you. But I imagine as well that there is real value in being in the trenches in YouTube when you're looking to provide advice or help your clients succeed in that space too. So, you know, can you talk about that value? Like, do you think that if you weren't growing your own YouTube channel, I hadn't had your own experience building yourself on YouTube, that you wouldn't have the same insight to be able to help clients.
0: I definitely don't think I would. I, you know, when I launched my YouTube channel, I thought, well, I know how to make videos. Why aren't I on YouTube? Literally not the brightest bulb. That was like, that was really my thought process. And I didn't really understand like the digital, you know, uh, research that goes into it and the algorithm and all this other stuff. And, and for me, I love, I've become, I love it. It's a new passion for me, you know? And so it really does help me because I'm teaching people something that I, I could talk about all day. I think it's so interesting. I love seeing, you know, this channel's metrics compared to that channel's metrics and really kind of getting a sense of, okay, are we on track here? What can we do differently? Um, and so I don't think I would ever unless I was doing it the way I'm doing it and that I love it. I don't think I would be as valuable in it to my own clients um, because I wouldn't be as knowledgeable, you know, and it's something that in addition to the production company where I'm working all day at the production company, you know, I'm going home at night and watching the creator insider channel on YouTube because I want to know what's going on at YouTube or um, just watching other people's videos about YouTube marketing or really digging into those analytics in my like free time. So it's like, I've found a way to combine something that I really love and I'm excited about with, with something that ties into my regular business. But I do think that if you want to lead people on, you know, get your clients onto YouTube, you need to really educate yourself, um, about how YouTube works, how to optimize those videos, um, and what the tools are and what the strategies are. And the best way to do that is to become your own Guinea pig. Because it's not at
1: anyone else's expense. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think that you can, you know, as a, as a video marketer, as a video producer or a video strategist, you can learn the theory. You can, you read all the blogs, you can listen to all the podcasts, you can follow all the other YouTube channels that talk about this stuff and and learn in theory mm-hmm. how to grow on YouTube. But by practicing it every day and doing it in your own and using yourself as a guinea pig, like you said there, I think you, you do more than learn it. You actually experience it, you know? And I think that that can't be underestimated.
0: That is true. And I also like, I'm a believer and you know, I talk about YouTube cause I love YouTube, but whatever platform you're in on, you gotta like pick your lane, I think, and really rock it. I think a lot of, Us as business owners and entrepreneurs, whatever field you're in, we spend, we waste a lot of time on all these different platforms because you feel like you have to feed them all and you just throw up anything. I got to post on Facebook. I haven't post all week, you know, and, and it doesn't, none of that stuff matters. The only platform that's ever delivered leads or business to me has been YouTube, but I also think it's not only because I think YouTube is great for business, but because I'm putting my energy there. So whatever it is you're trying to steer your clients to, like, I think you have to go at it full throttle. Um, you, you know, you can't, you can't be great at everything. And, and there's a lot of platforms out there. There's clubhouse now there's, I mean, there's TikTok. you know, you, you can't do everything and be awesome at it. So So find the one that you love and that you do want to go home at night and learn more about and, and become expert in that and direct your clients that way.
1: Yeah. yep, I love that. So Jen, just in, in closing here, I'd love to just find out what's next for you. So you've got your video production company, you've got your YouTube channel. Do you just keep growing both or are you going to lean into one more than the other? Or what's, what's the Um, plan over the next couple of years?
0: That's a great question. Usually I don't have a plan, but today I do. Uh, In 2022, we are going to be, um, I think, shifting me more. I'm going to be going like full hard at YouTube. Uh, We recently hired a production manager who's sort of going to be replacing me in the business. I'll still be like a managing partner. Um, And I'm still I'm still love doing video production and I love it. But I think we're going to just do an experiment in 2022 and just see what happens if I'm more committed on the YouTube side and um, and bringing in another expert to do more of the production work. So we'll see how that goes to be seen. Yes.
1: Awesome. Well, for anyone who wants to connect with you or follow that journey as you go forward into 2022 and beyond, where's the best place for people to go and check out what you got going on? If you
0: want to see my main channel, it's at youtube.com slash Jen Jagger, Jen with two N's, J-A-G-E-R. And if you want to see that Final Cut and Apple Motion tutorials channel, that is Jen Jagger Pro Tutorials. Very creative. I am, I know a uh, pretty utilitarian name, but that's what it is.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it does what it says on the label. That's good. Exactly. So Jen, we'll have the links to everything in the in the show notes for this episode. So go to engagevideomarketing.com slash 226. Jen Jager, thanks for joining me on the show today and sharing your insight and wisdom and hopefully inspiration for people to to get started on YouTube or keep growing on YouTube.
0: I really had fun, Ben. It was great talking to you. Thank you for having me.
1: All right, and thanks again to Jen for joining me on the show. I do encourage you to head on over to YouTube via the links in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 227 and follow the links there, subscribe to our YouTube channels and check out what Jen's up to. Maybe get some inspiration for how you can potentially use video, video marketing and YouTube to grow your business as well. Because the thing is, the cobbler's kids shouldn't be shoeless and the plumber needs to fix that leaking tap. And you, video producer, video marketer listening to this, I really encourage you to make a priority in 2022, getting your own video marketing strategy underway. If it hasn't, if it's not underway already, hopefully this episode is the inspiration you need. But let me know what you think of today's episode. You can reach me on Instagram in the DMs at Engage underscore Ben or just email podcast at engagevideomarketing.com. My friends, I appreciate you for joining me for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. And I will be back with you real soon. Next week, in fact, for another episode right then. And enjoy the closing out of 2021. I'm looking forward to it. And I can't wait to see what 2022 is going to bring. Let's do this.